Oh man, the ending was hilarious. <laughs> the way they went out with that. <laughs> no, I love this song. This was this was awesome, man. I mean, the energy in that song, it's just it's such good vibes. And um, you know, Absolutely. just such amazing, um, amazing production and playing. I mean, the it's a really great song. I was surprised by a lot of different things. Obviously, the horns. The horn section is just like banging. It's really, um, you know, that's really great. Uh, but it also almost it almost had this like elevator music type of feel to it. You know, like it's something that you, you know, like <laughs> like this funk with these like really strong horns and this like happy feeling with some elevator music, uh, some electric piano, like a smooth bass line at times, but then like a funk bass line at others. It was, um, and even that guitar, like the, yeah. that, the guitar, like at the end, it's really catchy. You could tell that the guitarist, like whoever produced mm -hmm. it or the guitarist came up with that lick, like, and it was me meant to be somewhere else in the song. And they're like, you know, we'll just play it once at the end of the, at the end of the song and like go out to that. Um, and it's really memorable, and really <laughs> catchy. I think I even heard some strings slip in there at the end. Which just uh, I'm I'm not sure, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just really surprising <laughs> and fun. I, I really like that track. Yeah, and I mean I, I've been getting so into like funk and stuff like that over the past like year, year and a half or so. And um this just like that really just thick 70s style like backbeat and just all of the horns and stuff like that. It's just a great modern throwback funk song. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the backbeat because I didn't think of a 70s backbeat, but I guess it, you know, the drum sounds themselves actually do have kind of like a heavy, almost like John Bonham type feel to them, which um, exactly, yeah. I wouldn't think of that being associated with funk music at all. But you're right. It actually it absolutely had that sort of sound to it, which is an amazing piece of engineering, <laughs> you know, for that sound. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, really. Yeah, cool. there. Um, I, I'm I'm just looking because uh, I don't think that I ever listened to that first album that I found the one song off of. I don't think that I ever listened to the full thing. It is a long record. It's an hour and three minutes with 22 songs on it. Uh, wow i that's it, too it's got long. like a bunch what of like <laughs> it's got a bunch of like interludes and stuff like that i i kind of want to strap in and listen to this thing i'm i'm curious what this entire record sounds like maybe something went weird with the <laughs> record deal like, like they they uh you know they get, got signed to a deal and then like the record company pulled it back and they're like well we have 10 songs and we're not giving to you until you sign the deal and you give us our money so then they do it and they're like <laughs> okay well we have those 10 songs and just wrap wrap it into the next 12 songs as well and just make it one album <laughs> i mean there there are some people though they just some people just have trouble writing you know a, a 30 to 45 minute record and they just no matter what just always come up with something that's like an hour long like i um I, I don't know if you're into like metal or anything like that at all but i remember watching a documentary on the band periphery and uh the making of one of their albums and i remember them just uh saying at one point oh shoot 
We wrote another hour-long album. <laughs> well, we'll go for the 45-minute one next time. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, it's that's like... pretty amazing. I, I'm not familiar with that band. Um, I was I, There was a period where I was into metal, for sure, but more progressive metal, mm-hmm. for sure, like Dream Theater and you know bands like that. But um, Yeah. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that's interesting. I definitely, I am a prolific writer, but... But the the work that has to go into producing electronic music and, um, you know, mixing and mastering it. And obviously I, I make the sounds from scratch. So I, I'll start with like a sine wave or a, squ- a square wave, saw wave. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make each synth individually. Um, and there's a lot of synths, leads, pads and all kinds of stuff like chordal synths in my stuff. So for me, I mean, it takes I, I've I've estimated that it takes me about 30 hours to write one piece of music and mix and master it. So if you want me to write mm-hmm. a, a 20 song album, it's going to take a while. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of work, you know, like uh, it might take me six months um, or, you know, to put that album together. Uh, and it's not, that, that is true. Yeah. But, but if you have your one guitar tone and that's your guitar tone throughout the entire record, yes. That makes that aspect of it a lot easier. It does, yeah. And that expedites a lot of time. Yeah, the production aspect is really <laughs> take it, takes up a lot of my time. That's true. If I just had a stock set of sounds that I went to, um, you know, it probably would be easier. And maybe I should think about doing that, where I'll just come up with some sounds like this is one of the leads that I always use. This is one of my signature sounds. I probably should do that. You're, you know, you're you got my brain spinning. Uh, it's churning here, <laughs> Ryan. Good call. Well, that that's one of the things that I've heard from a lot of electronic producers is that they will um, take take sessions where they're not even trying to write. They're just doing sound design sessions, making cool bass sounds and making cool lead sounds, and then just saving them as presets. Even if they don't end up using them, they've just got this library of original sounds that they can reach for if they're like, oh, I want, you know, like an acid bass or whatever. Then they've got like a set of like 20 acid bases <laughs> that they can choose from. Yeah, that's that's a good call. I've heard of... That are all original sounds. Right. Yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of um, musicians doing it, and it's, it's not something that I do. I don't typically sit down and craft sounds um, unless I'm trying to write a piece of music, but... It probably would actually make my process better because I, I would then be able to focus on the music and just kind of grab a sound and not like stifle any type of creativity, um, you know, in that moment while I'm trying to like craft the sound itself. Um, but on the other hand, maybe I don't have the sound that I'm looking for and I can't get the tonality that I want. Um, and it's ruining mm-hmm. my creativity on that moment. Cause I, I don't want to write without ha- hearing that sound, you know? So it's, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a catch oh, 22 sure. a little bit, you know, for that. For yeah. sure. All right. So how are we going to close this episode out? Yeah. So thanks for sharing. I don't know if I can follow that one up. I mean, that was, that was really fun. And <laughs> I just want to like go walk in the sunshine, even though it's nighttime right now. Um, <laughs> you yep. know? so I don't know if I can, re- I wasn't prepared for that. Um, but yeah, the next song, um, or I guess the last song of this show will, um, well, actually I have, I have a couple Ryan that I could go with. I, I, okay. yeah, so I, 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 you know, because you asked me to find some songs, I did find more than, um, you know, I found a couple extras that I, I do love. And there is one that has a lot of energy. Um, I just don't know much about the artist at all. It's a Japanese artist, and it's very video gamey. Um, but it's uh, it's got a lot of energy. And then the other one 
is from a more known artist for me that is definitely more in the jazzy style that I really, you know, I, I fall, I, you know, I love that sound like beats, chill hop, you know, 90s, mm-hmm. Dilla grooves and stuff like that. So what would you rather hear at this point? Well, we've already done the uh, the lo-fi hip hops to study too. I knew you were uh, going to so, say it. I knew it. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, uh, it's it's just such a good joke. But um, <laughs> so I I kind of want to hear that that Japanese uh, Japanese song that you were talking. about. Of course about. you do. That sounds cool. Of course you do. So yeah, so I I had a feeling you were going to say that. So this song. Um, it was released this year. I don't know exactly when it was released, but it's in 2021. It's by um, an artist called Zek, Z-E-K-K. And uh, this single is actually, um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm on their, their Spotify channel and they do have, they actually have a pretty wide discography dating back to like 2017, but I just discovered this artist today. Oh, it looks like. Yeah, so, so you, yeah, you looked at them up. Um, but the yep. song that just it just came out this year, I don't know uh, how to pronounce it at all. I mean, it's written in Japanese characters, so I have no clue <laughs> uh, what what it says. But from from using um, Google Translate, <laughs> I, I deciphered that it might mean free fall, and uh, that's probably true okay. because the cover does have a person falling in the sky. Um, you know, illustration yes. of that. So. That's probably uh, true, but it does. Yeah, the song has some lyrics that are there. There's English and Japanese in it. So, um, anyway, I thought it was a really cool song. I'll share it, uh, Zach, and uh, I guess we'll call the song "Free Fall" because that's the English translation. <laughs> 